You choose Columbus Business First every week to give you the inside industry intelligence for nearly every business sector in central Ohio. And Columbus Business First chose Crate Media as its official podcast partner for its unique show, Women of Influence, now 70 episodes strong. With 4 million shows, hundreds of millions of listeners, and industry advertising revenues approaching $4 billion, podcasting is the fastest growing audio medium in the U.S. From law to medical, construction to automotive, retail to real estate, every brand has a story. Let Crate Media help tell yours. Visit crate.media slash CBF to learn more about how we can help while receiving a free one-hour casting session with our expert producers, which will help to uncover and shape your company's branded podcast. To learn more about sponsoring Columbus Business First Women of Influence podcast, please email Advertising Director Steve Hewitt at shewitt at bizjournals.com to get started. That's S-H-E-W-I-T-T at bizjournals.com. Hi, all, and welcome to our latest episode of Women of Influence. Today's episode will sound just a bit different as we're sharing a live Zoom interview I did with Elizabeth Martinez, CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Central Ohio, before our annual Mentoring Monday event. It's a bit shorter than our typical podcast conversation, but chock full of great information about mentorship, relationship building, and overcoming the challenges we've all faced during COVID-19. I hope you enjoy it. I also wanted to share a few additional programming notes. For 2021, we're shifting our Women of Influence episodes to monthly, but also sharing the content in more ways. Our goal is for you to find a new episode the last Friday of every month and a print version of our conversation in the paper a few weeks later. We hope this gives you more ways to engage with these meaningful conversations. This is also likely to be my last episode hosting for a few months, as I'm expecting a baby literally any day now. Reporter Haley Colombo will be manning the ship until the early summer, so please get in touch with her if you have guest ideas in the meantime. And now, here's my conversation with Elizabeth. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Excited to be here with the fellow mentors and the mentees here today. Thanks to Columbus Business First for the opportunity. To start off with, Elizabeth, could you tell us, just give us a little bit of a sense of your background. You've been with Big Brothers Big Sisters for, I believe you said, 15 years. Sort of uh, tell us how you first joined the organization and what your ascent to the top job looked like. So actually, I've been with the organization for um, coming up on 18 years here in 2021. I don't know how that translates in the nonprofit sector. Maybe it feels like a, a little over 100 some days. Um, it's, been a, it's been an exciting journey to be with this organization. You know, I came at a very interesting time for Big Brothers Big Sisters. They were in the process of some evolution here, not only at the local level, but at the national level as well. Big Brothers Big Sisters was really curious during the period of 2000 to 2010, as we saw the demographic shift happening in our nation and the growth of the Latinx population. They really wanted to consider ways that we could engage with the Latinx community. And so it was an exciting time to join the organization to really be thoughtful of how I could bring my skills and talent to help this organization that had already begun some significant grassroots work in the organization to figure out not only how we strengthen that success for Big Brothers Big Sisters here at a local level, but to be really thoughtful about 
engaging at the national level in this conversation of providing support for uh, communities of color. So that was um, attractive for me to come in during this time, during that time. And I really started in a hybrid role and just fell in love with the mission. I, you know, I knew probably about an inch deep of the work of Big Brothers Big Sisters and was really fortunate to work with a leader who saw um, some promise and, and potential in me and uh, was very supportive. And I think is every role that I stepped in in this organization, we were really thoughtful about how I maintained a foot in community and maintained a foot in the organization, which is incredibly important because I think it helped me be thoughtful about making sure that as we thought about strategy and growth for the organization, that we weren't just reading the books that we author, right? And we were very thoughtful about being able to kind of take the work of that was happening in community and think about influence for the organization. So I stepped into the role of CEO in 2016 and prior to that had been in a chief operating officer role. So it's been it's been a great journey, still learning a ton and, and excited to get behind the mission of Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is so easy to do. One question I think might be on the mind of some of our mentees attending today, I know for especially millennials, kind of of my generation, a lot of career development is thought about as job hopping and you go from one organization to another to move up. You're someone who has experience growing within an organization. What advice do you have for people who that's either what they want to do or what they wind up doing? How do you keep growing and expanding your career while staying uh, within the same organization or the same position? If you know, you've now been CEO for five years or so, how do you continue to grow in that role? Yeah. Well, first of all, I recognize that growth doesn't have a, a ceiling. And so whether we're thinking about it in the context of organization or individually, and when I walked in, I wish I could say that um, I walked in with a really strong strategy that, you know, I was going to be at the helm of the organization for some time within a, a relatively short time. But I would say that for me, it was considering how could I add value within the organization. Um, I believe that I'm a student and that has certainly served me well in, in my career here with Big Brothers Big Sisters. And Eleanor, for me, the, the conversation internally was about understanding the breadth of this organization locally and nationally. How could I get exposure to the other areas of, of Big Brothers Big Sisters significant bandwidth to cover within the organization? I think sometimes we, when we talk about growth, there is a disservice in the conversation to exclusively focus on vertical growth. Although, you know, I'm a strong supporter of uh, women climbing ladders within their organizations, but I also think it's really important to be thoughtful around how do we, you know, add value in the spaces that we're in and really thinking about the brand, our personal brand of excellence within the organization that you are in. And for me, that was what my journey was about. It was about being conscientious about where I could add value within the organization, focused on being the student, as I mentioned. And there's a, 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 a saying in Spanish that says, cuando el estudiante está listo, el maestro aparece, which translates in, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher arrives. Um, and I was just really thoughtful about making sure that throughout my journey here, I took full advantage of those opportunities for me to develop, um, not only from a, a skills standpoint, but also being thoughtful about how that internal development played out. You're a particularly relevant interview for us to have today, I think, since so much of Big Brothers Big Sisters work is about mentorship, <laughs> although with people starting at an earlier age. So can you right. 
just talk a little bit about why those relationships, why, why mentoring has value. Obviously, everyone here has kind of bought into that idea. And both personally, what you've gotten out of mentorship and what you think other people can and, and should be looking yeah. to get out of that. I think at the core, mentoring is about relationships. And honestly, you know, most learning and growth happens in the context of relationships. So relationships become the foundation. I think what I've personally been thoughtful about in my career is making sure that I'm aligning myself with individuals that have navigated through the, the journey that, that I'm on currently and wanting to take advantage of learning from their experiences. Um, learning from their successes is important, but I also think just hearing stories and conversations about the, the failures and the, the challenges. And, you know, often we think about that, that life is kind of on this trajectory of you start here and there's an arrow directly that takes you to the next level when mostly life is about, you know, kind of a, a curve, right? Sometimes there are ups and downs and, and being thoughtful about learning throughout that process. So, so attaching myself to not only um, leaders in the professional arena, but in full recognition that we are whole beings, connecting myself with individuals that can help me think about growth in different areas of my life. And so I, I, I currently have mentors. Um, I've worked with uh, executive coaches throughout my time here with the organization. I just think it's important to stay hungry. Uh, one of my number one goals in life is to leave here on empty and, and in full recognition of that. I recognize that, you know, there are others that can help be facilitators along the journey to make sure that they can help unearth some of those talents and gifts and, and experiences for me. You mentioned executive coaches. I know in the in the pre-call we talked about that you yourself had just gotten certified as a, an executive coach or working on that. Can you tell me about uh, your decision to do that? Well, I kind of fumbled into that, fumbled um, because I, you know, was on a journey here internally to think about how could I help my team. Um, and it was really pre-pandemic that we started to give consideration to um, strengthening the culture of the organization. And so um, I started doing some external research and partnering with my executive coach and decided that I wanted to just engage in the program because uh, I wanted to enhance my tool belt. And um, as a result of that, fell in love, realized that there's going to be, you know, more value to that work for me than I fully recognize even at this stage. But, you know, I, I think I talked about um, early in our conversation about my affinity for mentoring. I think for me, growth is not just about my own growth journey, but being thoughtful about how do I help add value with other growth experiences as well. And so that's been, you know, part of my interests um, walking down this path and excited to learn more on that journey since it's pretty new for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just seems like a good example of kind of that horizontal growth, I guess, of adding to your, your tool set. So we have a, a big group of mentees here looking to build relationships with potential mentors. And then we have a bunch of mentors here looking to, to do the same from the other direction. Any advice you'd like to offer for how people can get the most out of the relationship or start to build it, you know, today or going forward as you're, you know, connecting with a potential mentor? Yeah, well, I think that first it's, um, you know, the for the mentee, I'd speak specifically, it's the curiosity to grow. I think that there are conditions and circumstance in which growth can happen. Um, and I think if you're ready, you're hungry, you're interested in, in being 
introspective, um, really analyzing kind of where you are on your journey, as long as you're open to that. Um, I think that that is certainly the best conditions to be able to get most from a mentoring relationship. I think on the mentor end, um, as I mentioned earlier, I don't think that growth has a, a ceiling. And so I do think that the more that we have the opportunity to not only pour into others. Um, there's a, a benefit that happens in, in the experience with mentors as well. We hear it all the time in our work. Um, you're thinking that you're, you know, engaging in this work because you want to add value. You want to help others grow. And, and really there's a growth that happens for the individual that, that is in that giving stage um, of their life. And so, you know, and even to the mentors for, for all of us that are kind of serving in this capacity here is, you know, reaching out in our own circles and continuing to make sure that we have others that are pouring into us so that as we pour into others, um, we're, you know, giving from a, a, a space of overflow versus a, a, a space of being empty or, or a space of, of depletion. So shifting gears a little bit, we're coming up on one year of this pandemic, which has had so many impacts, but especially on women, who's our audience today. You know, we've seen that working women have been a lot of the, the job losses as people have had to figure out childcare and work. As a CEO, what have you focused on at Big Brothers Big Sisters to support your team, both men and women, and, and sort of what advice or do you think other leaders and, and people trying to navigate it in their own offices should be aware of to, to continue to thrive even amid this kind of challenging environment? We are in the middle of a pandemic and, and it has almost been a year here. I think um, for most of us, there's been a, a fatiguing aspect of, of navigating through a pandemic. Like many leaders, you know, we've had to adjust. I think the biggest thing for us is being thoughtful about at the core, our organization is about relationships. So tapping in and truly understanding where people are during this time, recognizing that, you know, everyone's area of support is going to look different. And so how do we partner with them just, you know, to ensure that we are kind of that, that web of support for individuals first internally so that we can be a better service externally. You know, we've had to learn how to be very agile during this time, which I don't necessarily think has been in, in the immediate. It, it might have been a, a challenge for our organization to think about kind of the infrastructure needs that we had to adjust pretty quickly in order to be able to provide the services that, that we deliver to the community every day. But, but it's also allowed us to lean into our core, you know, the values as an organization and come together. Collaboration has been um, at its greatest during this time because we've had to lean on each other in the absence of being able to physically come together. We've, you know, navigated through all the virtual opportunities that we can and, and making sure that that core connection for us remain solid um, as we move forward. I think every leader moving forward is just being thoughtful about how do we take what we're learning during the pandemic um, and those things that have really strengthened us as internal teams and, and even as a community, I've seen the community come together in significant ways. I think the nonprofit sector, especially I've had a you know front seat view to just the power of connection, the power of relationships during this time and being able to kind of leverage all of our respective strengths as community organizations to think about the greater good. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what it really is about. Final question here. I like to throw this in. If, if you've had a super stressful day or week, what is your go-to way to unwind and 
I'm sure we've all had a lot of stressful days over the past year. So where, where will we find you when you're trying to take a mental break? Right. Well, music is really an important de-stressor for me. Um, I love to go on walks, not like on a day like today, um, but I love to be outdoors when I can get outdoors. But I do certainly think that, you know, both you know, prayer meditation as well as music and, and just being able to take in um, fresh, clean air is really good for me on days that I'm not in Columbus. I'm, I'm originally from the Caribbean. So anytime that this girl can get to a beach, I'm extremely excited. Um, so missing those days right now, but, but we'll be back there soon. Great. I think we would all love to get some beach time in soon after constant snow. So, well, Elizabeth, thank you so much again for taking some time, both as a mentor and to do this interview with us today. It was great to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you, Eleanor. 